0: Are you ready, Rod? I'm ready. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. In this podcast, every single week, we like to take a big, giant topic and break it down into little, tiny, bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help. People through change, sharing our experiences and our stories uh, to really try and help others as they go through some of the same experiences that we've been through. So this week's episode, which seems timely and Rod, we can talk about why it's timely in just a minute. But this week's episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about dun dun dun, disappointment.
1: Why it happens,
0: when it happens, how it happens, and what on earth we can do to get past it, through it, around it, over it, uh, so that we're not living in the ickiness of disappointment for too, too long. Rod, my friend, Mm. what do you want to add into the mix?
1: Yeah, this is the, uh, it is the episode about disappointment and, um...
0: Hopefully you guys won't be disappointed when we're
1: done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what we do with it. And I always think, like, the, I I like our topics because it's uh, when we think about change and what we do with a situation. It's so much how we the situation impacts us or people, or mm-hmm. you know, and then and that influences what we do next, as well as the experience of uh, going through it, and whether that's a crappy negative experience or. Or something we can uh, manage through. But as we'll learn as we talk about it, it's not all about like having every moment needs to be perfect and roses, uh, as it is roses for Valentine's Day, which is today. But, I
0: just think it's very ironic in the real sense that we're talking about disappointment on Valentine's Day. I'm not going to lie to you, Rod. I'm right. not going to lie. Exactly. It tickles my funny bone. It really does.
1: Stories <laughs> abound. But the the other thing that we can relate to is our first uh, episode of this year, 2021, right. was around hope and optimism. And it was, it was setting up for this week. In a sense, it's like I stuff's going to happen this year. How... How should we approach it and think about it? And so here we are. Mid mid February. As my girlfriend
0: and- uh Mary and I call this, we call this farch. <laughs> that sort of halfway through February, almost into March, it's just farch. It's not great.
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry, I think I nearly choked my co host. I love it. <laughs> but we are. We're in the thick of farch. We really are. It's not
1: the Ides of Ides of March. It's Farch. the
0: throes of farch <laughs> got it
1: so <laughs> but um just in terms of context why we thought about talking about disappointment for uh those in ontario who are and those who are teachers and those who are parents with kids in school this week it was announced that march break is canceled or moved to april yeah
0: yeah And I don't know about you, but I I felt like I could feel a collective, what, (laughs) and just mild panic settle in over the areas of the province that are going to be hit by this. Like you said, by teachers feeling that way, parents feeling that way. That is a yeah. huge disappointment. And we were just talking about it just back and forth. And then that's how this topic got born this week. We didn't even think yeah. about it in relation to Valentine's Day, but a little bit it does. Yeah, but it totally. really, like, that is just a prime example of how so many people must be feeling with mm-hmm. that news coming out.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's see, why do you, let's, um, as we shape our conversation, um, why do you think this matters? Like, uh what is the reaction do you think that people are going through in this case with March break or Valentine's Day disappointment?
0: Yeah, I. I to me, it's just this feeling of um, lack and just sadness and just a sense of like in in at its darkest at its most intense to me disappointment is like the saddest of the sad that you can feel right if you if you feel a sense of disappointment in another person or in a situation it really is a very sad feeling on the inside and i think right now even more than ever before, like, take all, and I, like, I could, honestly, we could spend this whole time me telling Valentine's Day stories. I'm sure we all have them. But I think more interestingly, um, because that is such a shared universal (laughs) experience for most of us, um, Mm -hmm. I think more interestingly, talking about it in the context of the pandemic that we find ourselves in, the Mm -hmm. fact that every time we see just like a sliver or a glimmer of hope, we really, where we, I feel like I'm clinging to those little moments of hope even more than I ever would have ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when these things happen and hopes are dashed, uh, it's it's even harder right now because there is, I would say, less that people are looking forward to, right? Like they can't travel, mm-hmm. can't see loved ones, all those things. So even the smallest disappointment right now, I think, is probably amplified for all of us. I don't even have Mm -hmm. kids, but for my friends who do and my friends who are teachers, my heart broke at that news. Like I was disappointed and Mm -hmm. I don't even, you know, I'm not even living in the situation. So I can't even imagine what it's like for folks who had that little glimmer of hope of a break coming in a few weeks and, you know, to have that dashed. Mm -hmm. It's just hard. It's just different now. Like everything else, it is just different now in the pandemic. Yeah. And so we got to figure out how to find our way through, because I think we're probably in for another, you know, six months to a year of this kind of disappointment happening. I hate to say it, but on a fairly lather, rinse, repeat kind of basis. And so finding a way to manage, I think, is is going to be critical. And that's really where we want to focus some time and energy today. Right. Is like, how do we how do we get through it? Mm-hmm. Passed it around it over it all the all the throughs and the rounds that we can get with it how do we do that yeah what's your take yeah. like what's how are you feeling about the topic of disappointment and
1: you yeah, know why it's, it's
0: like... why it's different now like we may not have we may not have even talked about disappointment as a topic if we weren't in the pandemic but here we are mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think it so i'll just build on what you said you know it's it's that hope dashed um, an expectation of something that is taken away. And in this context, yeah. the the hope and the expectation was around uh, just relief to sl- you know sleep in. I don't think people, yeah. had, anybody had March break plans other than to like not do anything, sleep in, rest, maybe hang out with the kids. Um, I love that and, as a
0: plan though. Like that's a good plan
1: right, <laughs> right now. And, that's
0: a dreamy plan.
1: Yeah. And then with, when then, in the, you know, in a time when we're a little bit more closer to a rest state, I think, you know, it's funny. Life before COVID, we were all very busy, and the busy mm-hmm. life of, you know, running around, whether if you had kids or not. But it was just so much going on. So it's not. I don't think we were like all in a super calm rested state. But comparing back, we do. I think most people would say too is that you feel uh, now there's just higher sense of tension and stress and people being tired and so that glimmer of like oh i'm just going to actually have a couple extra days to to do nothing um as unglamorous as that might sound in a different time that was what people were hanging on to and and like looking forward to and and being taken away and this is when we talked about this before this is we actually were saying like be careful of the just having putting uh, a lot of hope in something and thinking it's going to occur, um, because that can be taken away for reasons out of our control. Particularly in this COVID year, uh, years I guess now we're we're going past year one. Um, I know. And um, that's it's it's really hard. I think the um, so some of the stuff uh, you know we we do like to do a little prep, and I was reading a few things, and some of the you know tips and tricks are like oh well you're going to get disappointed But disappointed but then the key is is to turn your thoughts to positive thoughts as soon as possible which i i agree and Philosophically like it but i reject can't that, argue with that but how do you yeah. the lived
0: experience of that is it's less practical
1: yeah from a lived
0: experience I, perspective yeah. on paper that's gorgeous of course turn exactly. your frown upside down right
1: but but I I think the the whole stuff we talked about accepting ourselves and accepting our emotions and it's like the the perfectionism conversation is around the perfect experience we should have is never to have a negative moment and actually uh, the more off, like the reality of us being people is that we're going to have these moments and it's okay to be feel the disappointed yeah and I think it's the stuff around. Like reframing, being aware if it's staying too long, and a you know if you feel like you know kind of down from a situation for too long, uh, then to to look at reframing and and finding ways to uh, balance it. But it's okay to like I was my wife earlier in the week. She works in schools and she's a teacher, and she was really put off by uh, March yeah. break being moved. Um, but you know over kind of rationalizing it understanding it thinking about how we'll adapt around it uh just helps reduce the amplitude of that feeling
0: totally 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 my i I can't remember if we've talked about this person on this uh podcast or before or if i like one of my favorite things i've ever read is the concept of pity city and it's okay to visit pity city for a little bit, when crappy things happen, when you're feeling disappointed, uh, you know, when you feel you've been let down either by people or situation. It's okay to feel that way for a little while. And I say like revel in it, but then don't, don't pitch a tent. Like don't set up shop in pity city. You don't want to move in. You're just visiting, you're seeing the sights. you're letting yourself feel the feels, you know, and getting it all out and, you know, being let yourself feel all those things. But then also remember that that what you were talking about, that reframing piece is so important to help you find your way out again. But to think Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's just as simple as flip a switch and like, be happy again is, Mm -hmm. I like, it's a process. It's a process, especially if it's deep disappointment, especially if it's, Um, you know, I mean, I'm joking about Valentine's day, but that's like, for me, that's always been a silly example, but there are real disappointments that happen in life and we have to let ourselves process through that. And, and you don't try and rush it either because you'll, you know, you'll, I don't know, you just, you can only go through disappointment. I think you can't go around it. There's, mm-hmm. there's only one way and it's through and you got to let yourself feel it. And then you can start to say, then you can start to ask yourself some questions that'll get you onto that, yeah. um, onto a different path. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I totally agree. I, I repeat that statement. The, you can only go through it and you can't go around it. Like you do have to allow the experience and go move through it. And, uh, by trying to avoid it, it, it doesn't help.
0: Yeah. Like most things, right. Avoidance is Mm -hmm. not, uh, it feels good in the moment because it feels like we're shielding ourselves in some way, but the Mm -hmm. reality is that it, it, it'll just keep creeping in to your edges. You know, it'll always find its way in if we don't, if we don't deal with it directly. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, go.
1: I was going to say now that we are in this year and we were anticipating, curveballs and uncertainty and uh it's it's always uh, i was thinking back it's easy to opine as we did on january 1st or whenever like first one of like oh yeah the uncertainty is going to come and just handle it Mm -hmm. um but now that we're in it and it's coming at us i just the would you adjust like um kind of even a little bit more than just the uh, conversation we're having around allow it to happen experience it and try to and move through it like does it change your view of thinking about hope and optimism
0: no because I think <laughs> I think as as much as and this is just me right like but as much as my my grandma used to have a plaque on her wall that was a picture of a cocker spaniel and the words were you know when they used to have like having pet pictures with cute sayings underneath was all the thing and the saying was uh blessed are they who expect nothing for they shall never be disappointed and i I never understood it as a kid because I thought, how do you not expect things like every Christmas? I expect things every birthday. And maybe this is like my privilege showing. But, you know, as a kid, I could never understand it. And and I get I I and that's a very British thing, right? It's the hope that will kill you is another very British sort of saying of like hope is the thing that dashes you down. But I don't want to live without hope. Like it's so dark without hope and yes, every now and again, yucky things happen and your hopes get dashed and you get disappointed. But I would rather, like it's that whole, um, do you want to live for two weeks, just using two weeks as a, as a, Mm. you know, as an example, but do you want to live for two weeks with the dark feeling of nothing good will ever happen and it won't work and then you're sort of proven right, whatever that means, at the end of the two Mm. weeks? Or do you want to live with hope for two weeks and then maybe have some of those hopes dashed? I will Mm. choose hope for two weeks all day long. But I haven't been Mm. that way my whole life. Like a lot of my life, I think I've been more in the better to just anticipate that things are going to be bad and that things aren't going to work and that people don't like me and that, you know, the world is against me. All those things that we've all felt at different times in our lives. And I would have chosen that darkness So Mm -hmm. almost so that I I didn't have to feel the difference between hope and and disappointment or despair. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you ask me now, I would choose two weeks of hope and then a little bit dashed because it's never nothing is ever as bad as we imagine it's going to be in our heads. That's just not the way the world works. But, you know, and then have a little bit of the hopes dashed. How about you? What's what's your. Would you change your opinion on hope and optimism at all? Based on where we, and not that it's easy either, what I just said, yeah. not that it's easy, but like
1: it's, yeah. it's, you know, what about I, you? Yeah, I, I think the, I I agree with what you're saying, because I think the, so much, it, it's a true statement to say, like, it's about the journey on how we get somewhere. It's not about mm-hmm. the end. And so if in that journey, it's full of angst and uh, kind of blah. Then that that's the 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 low part. Now, um, I balance the the positive hope. It's kind of like, in a way, it's it's you mute the highs and mute the lows. It's like don't over expect, but don't react to that by having no expectations or under or expect the worst. Because the other thing that I think about is the whole self fulfilling prophecy part. Is mm-hmm, right? if you approach a situation where everybody's going to be mean to you, it's not going to work. All this other stuff. If you if you're if that's your belief coming in, then you're going to look for all the signals that reinforce your belief, and you're going to uh, in, you know interpret the situation, and you're going to react in a way that's going to lead to that outcome. So there is a yeah you, you if you approach it assuming. It, the failure is going to come you will more likely achieve that failure um right but the it's the uh um, the
0: eeyore principle is that what you're talking about that's how i refer to that eeyore and winnie the pooh right nothing good ever happens to me that'll never work like all that kind of you know that voice um right he he's he's creating his reality our sweet little eeyore and he's cute and cuddly Mm -hmm. about it but still
1: yeah. But then the the other side it's like don't have the oh I you know, I'm going to do an exam and oh I'm gonna be so excited if I get up perfect on that exam. So it's okay Aww. if I work like you know, do myself in with sleepless nights and all this other stuff to get there because that end goal is is the pinnacle. And that's not that's the other part of this is that is um don't put too much in the prize of that end thing, you know, at the end of the two weeks in this scenario, um, because understand that it's the process to get there that is, uh, fulfilling. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and you also brought in the other key thing, and we've talked about this so many times, I think it's because we maybe have a shared issue with this, but it's the perfectionist gremlin gremlin, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like, that notion of the only way to be happy is if things are perfect. Um, mm-hmm. That is, and, and then why bother unless I can do it in a perfect way? That is setting us up for so much disappointment, I think, that, that perfection mm-hmm. gremlin. It's very hard to experience happiness. If that voice is going on in your head, you're going to be disappointed in yourself. You're going to be probably mostly disappointed in yourself if we're talking about the perfection gremlin. But, um, you know, I think, I think a lot of our own disappointment is born from that place, from that Mm -hmm. feeling of this isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. And therefore, you know, Mm -hmm. why bother, you know, that, that, that feeling that that true sadness that comes out of it, I think is often Mm -hmm. born from that place as well. Mm-hmm. Also, I think I told you this on Friday as well. My parents um, were, you know, for the for the era, quite forward-thinking. Like we didn't, you know, like they were pretty liberal in their you choose what religion you want and da-da-da-da. Um, but their way, their method of punishment was not, um, you know, not corporal, not anything like that. Their method of punishment when I was a child was to say, well, Leslie anne we're not angry. We're just disappointed. Mm -hmm. And honest to goodness, the flip side of this is I often live still to this day, I have to work on it all the time, in fear that I'm going to disappoint other people because of mm. the way that you know what I mean the way that was framed when for me when I was a kid so if I can offer anything please don't ever say that to your kids unless like <laughs> you really are but if you're mad say you're mad um because otherwise yeah. it really does mess mess with one's head as life goes on you know yeah. um that feeling not just that I'm going to be disappointed but I'm going to be a disappointment um right. and that also is like a little bit of a brrr- that you want to try and stop that program from running in your brain as best you can, you know?
1: Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Why is it? We're so paranoid about being so affected. Yeah. We're so affected when somebody tells us because it's so, it's, it's very like the, the anticipation and I'm the same way too, is like the, if I think someone else has that, Feeling towards me, it's so much worse than if they just said that they were angry about sex or like.
0: Give me anger all day long, but disappointment? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a horrible feeling.
1: Mm -hmm. Especially
0: like, so there's two different versions of it, right? Where there's one where you think, well, I could never have lived up to that expectation, in which case, but if there's a sense of you've disappointed someone that you care about deeply, and that it was from a blind spot or, uh, you know what I mean? Like for, for whatever reason, like that is a, it's a horrible feeling. It's a mm-hmm. horrible feeling, but mm-hmm. I do think that that one, I do think the disappointment one is also spun up in perfectionism that we mm-hmm. want to be the perfect partner or the perfect parent or the perfect employee or the perfect boss or, you know, like right. all of those perfect things. Mm-hmm. Um, it freezes us and dis- feeling disappointment, feeling like a disappointment. I don't know if it's the, like this for you, Rod, but I find it freezes me. Like oh I'm, I'm frozen. I, I find it very hard to process. I find it hard to remember all of my practices, of, you know, breathing mm-hmm. and gratitude and you know all the things, all the good things that we talk about here as being so critical to helping us. When I feel like I'm a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness me! I feel like mm-hmm. I'm back to when I was, you know, five or six years old, and and mm-hmm. being scolded by my parents, and and I have no control, no power, no nothing anymore. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if it's like that for you, but it, it definitely, I definitely go back in time when that happens.
1: Yes, and that relates. It makes me think of the the scarf model that we've talked about before, um, the mm-hmm. David Rock scarf model, and the R in scarf is relatedness and so yeah. the relatedness is how you feel you fit into your social circle uh, like the people that you uh are in your in social group and when you feel outside of that group or being externalized it's a threat response and you're, right. your right your brain is hijacked in all the same ways as if you were running away from a saber-toothed tiger um and uh, that's why the punishment, you know, in some communities, the 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 most severe punishment that somebody can receive is being uh, excommunicated, is, you know, ignored right. by it's the banished. group. Banished, yeah. Oh. So, uh, totally. Like, I, I think the, yeah, the, from the beginning, the right way to handle it is, to, it, not the right way, um, but it's like a way to strive towards is to just be honest with our, what we're feeling about a situation. So if someone is, if your kid has done something and you're angry about it, say it, articulate it. Right. Right. um, right, To allow them to understand. And the same way back is like, if, if, if someone, I would say, if someone said to me, Oh, I'm really disappointed uh, with what you did. I would, uh, in the moment I would have that reaction and my brain would shut down and be threatened, but then I try to get through it. And be one curious. Tell me more about what you're saying. Like, why is that? And then, um, be honest also with your emotions. Back, like, uh, that's there's no other way than to just acknowledge the experience and what you're feeling, and try not to, you know, it's the whole of like not getting absorbed of the perfection. You know that that I, we label it perfectionism, but a little bit is like you're not good enough by someone right. else's standard uh versus just understanding yourself in that situation and if you have disappointed like i am terrible at cards birthdays <laughs> recognizing stuff and so yeah, i am too uh, and i probably do disappoint a lot there and i just i recognize it and i so i accept and i try to do better which is baby steps better.
0: (laughs) Well, and then I think it's like, if it's in a relation, if, if it's in relation to someone with whom you're close in your life, then you can negotiate between one another, right? Like then you can say, Hey, I know that this is a weak spot for me. Can we talk about what an okay, happy medium will be where I'm striving to do better, but you're maybe not, you, whoever the you is, aren't necessarily expecting sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and all the things, but what's like what's that middle ground, and I think it's a mm-hmm. lot healthier to just have it as a conversation than to just constantly be in that repeat mode of oh yeah, you know the the disappointment uh repeat mode, yeah, and that's when I think that's when I think we get into fights about silly things with the people we love right when we don't have those honest conversations that's when Fights about how we load the dishwasher or how we how we squeeze the toothpaste tube. Like all of those things are never fights about, I think, are never fights about those things. They're usually some kind of a disappointment that's happened where we haven't been direct and honest. Um, so maybe that's the trick to yeah. this. Maybe it's just honesty about how we're feeling and why we're feeling it. Because... Yeah. You know, as long as we feel like we can trust the person that we're talking to and they're not going to do anything bad with our emotions and our vulnerability, but to be vulnerable when you're disappointed, I think is the perhaps one of the best ways through is to just Mm -hmm. speak honestly and speak your truth about what's going on and then try to negotiate with the person now if it's the province because i the march break <laughs> thing there's no negotiating there That's but right. you know then i think it's just letting yourself feel the rage and the anger going and i had, i was seeing an ayurvedic doctor for a while and he told me i needed to take up kickboxing because i had all kinds of anger in me and I need <laughs> to kick it out which i did and it was incredibly helpful and okay. um and so like i you know find whatever that thing is for you or you get to mm-hmm. you know physically get it out of your system as well as uh you know processing it emotionally i think disappointment is like one of those things that can also live in us physically a little bit so mm-hmm. finding your way of uh of getting it out physically i think is really smart as well
1: Mm-hmm. yeah that's right, and the and look, and I'll relate to this this week too with the the March break thing. And I was and talking to my wife, and she was saying like how you know her colleagues are really uh, affected by it, and then some people are talking about oh well, I, I just don't know if I can do it. I'm going to have to take, you know, the t- some uh, break, and. It's amazing how people's brains fill in the gaps of like, okay, I was, I was going to take the break in March, so I'll take it on that March break week. You know, like they, there's, st- we're still kind of stuck in our, how we've planned things. Yeah. And to just to be aware of, it's a good conversation to, to say, I need a break. I need to recharge. Yes, have that conversation, but recognize when you're applying it or overlaying it by uh, whether it's your original plans or your, it's like, A fairness reaction is like, well, yeah, they took that. I was even gonna say a certainty,
0: right? Like, I thought I had certainty that I was gonna get a break at this time, so no matter what, I'm taking a damn break. That's happening, you know, because there is that sense of so we're talking a lot about the scarf model again today because we both love it, and uh, but but both the that certainty and fairness thing I think definitely comes into play in the Mm -hmm. disappointment game and i think you're right understanding am i reacting from a place of scarf like am i Mm. is this just a a visceral reaction and i can work my way through it and and think about what's really logical or is Mm -hmm. this is this something that where i like i really do need to make a a bigger change happen yeah but yeah it all comes back to scarf
1: oh my gosh doesn't it (laughs)
0: Oh, goodness me. Well, this is a good conversation today. We probably, Mm -hmm. you know, like I say, happy Valentine's Day, everybody, whether this is a day that you wanted, or it's the day that you're kind of like, meh, uh, I've always celebrated, I honestly have always celebrated Valentine's Day as a day of celebrating friendship. And the love that exists, like, a, what do they call that? Like, the love that exists between friends. And, and mm-hmm. uh, so not just romantic love, but friendship love as well. And so I'm kind of feeling really happy today. No disappointment at all that I get to spend Valentine's morning with you, my friend. And that, oh, yeah, you know, right? That, like, we get to yeah. chat about, like, a heavy topic. But um, hopefully we've shared some ways through it. And, uh, cause it's, it, it's, it can be crippling at first. It really mm-hmm. can. Um, so hopefully we've shared some tips and tactics that are going to help folks deal with any disappointment that they've got coming in the net, coming their way in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So well, thank happy you.
1: Valentine's day.
0: Happy Nothing. Valentine's day, my friend. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye everyone.